0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Because you know the sector is in the process of creating this bottom, and when these, when these, when these significant bottoms are being created, you know it does everything in its power to get you off that bull before it before that bull takes off. You know. Everything that it could do to to shake you off that bull, it's going to do, and it's doing that right now.
1: Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers, chatting today with my friend David Earthley over at JuniorMinerJunkie.com. David, welcome back onto the program. And as we start off January, we see that the general equities, the Dow is having a hard time continuing in that uptrend. Uh, we also see bitcoin tumbling the federal reserve minutes are this week on wednesday and gold seems to be holding up pretty strong uh, how encouraged are you as a gold investor right now
0: oh it's really getting exciting now isn't it yeah thanks again for having me on you know it's always great to talk to you every month um, yeah it's 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 really getting interesting here in our sector you know after being boring for so long for so many people um, but it's getting interesting in where it's whipsawing traders um, you're seeing moves sharply up, and then people think, "Okay, this is it. This, this, this is time to, to come back into the gold space." And all of a sudden, they get whipsawed, and it goes back down again. Um, uh, what we saw on Wednesday was 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 really interesting. Um, we saw um, the miners make a huge move while the stock market was in the middle of this of this correction and um we're starting to see panic selling now but uh, but on on Wednesday it was really interesting because the day before on Tuesday you saw the silver price move up 50 cents with the dollar up big the stock market down and gold down like 5 bucks and that was a tell for the next day when when um the gold price shot through 1830 30 35 resistance and um started to go towards for its critical resistance at 1850, but it did so on the back of that really confusing Biden press conference where he basically said, you know, we're not gonna do anything if if Russia takes over the eastern part of Ukraine where it's basically Russian, but if he goes in whole hog, boy, he better look out. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, put a lot of sanctions on him. Like, what? Like you just gave him the okay to invade, basically. And uh, I think that's the reason why the gold price did that. And you always have to be leery of whenever you see the gold price pop on geopolitical uh, saber rattling. You always have to be uh, very skeptical of a move like that. And sure enough, um, the gold stocks came right back down and gave away all their gains by the end of the week. But it's very encouraging what's happening in the gold space here, because what you're seeing is. Ever since the, the Federal Reserve in the middle of, of December announced they were going to be tightening monetary policy, the gold sector has been making higher highs and higher lows. And the miners have been doing the same thing. And silver recently has begun to lead the gold sector higher. So all those things are very bullish. And at the same time, you're, you're finally seeing the stock market rollover. It's, but it's rolling over in panic fashion today. So the miners are down today, even though the gold price is up. So, but this is all very encouraging. You know, a lot of the juniors that I own, the ones I follow, you know, they're being sold off, but there's not much volume because I think what took place was you had tax loss selling last year was the most brutal I've ever seen. I think I mentioned that the last time I was on your show. And I think all investors of size sold last year into the tax loss selling um, silly season, which is at the end of the year. And um, in basically I think, and then that ended on, on Fed day, because on Fed day, you saw a huge upside reversal with huge volume, right? So the uptrend has been taking place ever since then. And then this past Wednesday, when you saw that move, it took place on huge volume. The volume spike was just as high as the volume spike that you saw on Fed day Last December, in mid December. So, and this sell off ever since then has been, taking to, has been taking place on less than half that volume. So, what you're starting to see is you're starting to see some sector rotation, you know, out of these tech stocks that were, you know, just continued to climb, you know, for, for the past 13 years. And you're seeing some sector rotation and, and a good um, view for, uh, I mean, a, a good argument for sector rotation happening starting to take place at the end of September, I believe, was when you look at the price of, of Newmont. Okay, Newmont, gold is, Newmont Corporation is the largest, most liquid gold stock on the planet. And on the last day of September, you saw a huge move in that stock, while you saw a huge move down in, in the NASDAQ. And ever since then, the stock has been bifurcating from the sector. In other words, it continues to go higher Right, Make, making higher highs and higher lows, while the sector continues to kind of like whipsaw and create this bottom. So you're seeing bellwethers lead. You're seeing whipsaw action in the past six months or so, where you, you, you're, where the sector's trying to create a bottom, and we're seeing, we're finally seeing, you know, risk off in the marketplace, which is what we need. We need to have, you know, we need to have these retail investors coming into our sector.
1: So that was a long winded answer, but no, but that's a great answer. So if, if people are seeking the risk off trade, do you think a lot of Bitcoin holders might realize, wait, this is tracking more of the general equities than it is, you know, uh, um, preservation of capital, like the way gold does, or the, the way you and I see gold. I mean, are we going to get some rotation out of Bitcoin into gold maybe?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's say it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a, a done deal now that, uh, that Bitcoin is not an inflation hedge, okay? And it's, it's not a safe haven asset either, okay? I mean, it peaked at 65,000 is what? It's, it's at 35,000 now, and that was just a few months ago. Um, there's critical support on Bitcoin at 30,000. If you see, a, if you see um, Bitcoin go below 30,000, the uptrend line support on Bitcoin from a five-year perspective, looking at a five-year chart, is 12,000. I wouldn't be surprised to see 12,000 Bitcoin seen pretty quickly if you see 30,000 lost on 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 that level. Um, So yes, I think you you will see some some of that rotation coming into gold stocks because you know I mean you know a a lot of a lot of uh, money that would have went into gold has gone into Bitcoin, right? So it only makes sense that it's it's going to be the opposite once once the chart really breaks down.
1: What's your expectations for, for uh, this Fed, Fed uh, Wednesday policy meeting? You know, the big news came out in December. Is this just going to be jawboning, or is there any significance for the markets this week? What do you think? I think
0: it's, yeah, I think it's very significant. Um, let, let's put some historic perspective on this, on what's coming in to this Fed speak this Wednesday. Um, we already know they've, they've already started a tight monetary policy. We, we know that they're, they're going to start raising interest rates. Rate, right. It's already one hundred percent priced into the market that they're gonna that they're gonna hike in March, okay. And um, at least three, maybe four, okay. What the market is uncertain about is um, will they wind down their balance sheet by March? That that's what they've said they're going to do. Will they start winding down their? Will they start selling assets? You know, because their their balance sheet is at almost nine trillion now. So that's what the market is wondering. The market is wondering, will they start out with a half point rate hike, which they haven't raised a half a percent in over 20 years? So, and also, there's also um, uh, concern that they might even start to raise on this Wednesday. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: That's going to tank the markets even more, don't you think?
0: That would bring that would bring mucho panic, mucho more panic into equity. So, I don't think that's going to happen. But historically speaking, if you take a look at, at the gold price, the secular gold bull market began at the turn of the century. And it began with, with, uh, at the, simultaneously with a Fed rate hike cycle. Okay? The, and, then the, and then in 2000, late 2015, after a 50% correction from the first phase, right? we had the second phase begin at 1045 bull. That was- in simultaneously simultaneously took place when the Fed started a rate hike cycle, okay? So uh, that's why I I believe that um, it's all. and when you see, take a look at the gold stocks in relation to the the Fed rate hike cycle back in late 2015, the gold stocks began to bottom in September of 2015. The gold stocks began to bottom in September of 2015, of, of 2021, this time, right? And the, the, tightening, the, the tightening announcement already came last week. I, it didn't come in the form of an actual rate hike, but it came in the form of them telegraphing rate hikes and, and winding, down their, winding down their asset purchases. So will they announce on Wednesday, this Wednesday, that they're going to start raising rates in March? I think they will. And I think it'll be a buy the news event, just like the tapering announcement was on the fifteenth of December last uh, of December fifteenth uh, last year. So I think that you're going to see more volatility in the gold stock, more volatility in the gold space. The gold price is going to be beginning from a much higher level than where the critical support is, and there's critical critical support on the gold on the gold chart at seventeen fifty, and there's critical resistance at eighteen fifty. And even though the gold price is near that 1850, the gold stocks are trading like stocks right now. People are panicking, right? But you're not, you're not seeing a lot of volume because like I said, you know, sellers of size already sold last year. What you're seeing now is just retail traders. You know, see some get panicking and selling. I mean, some of my stocks that I see they're trading on you know, like 20,000 share volume, 50,000 share volume, nothing. You're not seeing panic volume. You're seeing panic fishing lines right? But it's not coming with volume because there's just no buyers. They're waiting on the sideline, waiting to see what the Fed does. We saw an example of how quickly these gold stocks can go up in a short amount of time on Wednesday. Sure, they came right back down again. But when the bottom does take place, you're going to see these things move quickly, just like they did in the second week of January in 2016, when the the mining space tripled in six months. Is that going to happen again? Tripling in six months? I don't think so. I, def, I, I really don't. I really hope hope it doesn't. I want to see them go up slowly, you know, like they did during the last bull market. But you know, the market doesn't work for me, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it happens. But I really think that 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 the the the, the sector, the GDX, the GDXJ, I think they bottomed, you know, on the last day of September last year. They tested those bottoms on Fed Day. In, in, mid- in mid-December, and they've been bottoming ever since, making higher highs and higher lows since the middle of, of December. I think that'll continue. And today, you're seeing them bounce off support. Your support at 39 on the GDXJ and 3050 uh, uh, on the GDX, Those up, that's uptrend line support, and they're bouncing sharply from there right
1: now as we speak. Dave, I want to do a follow-up on how you approach stop losses. You've mentioned in the past that you kind of have a hard and fast rule. I think it's 25% stop loss. But as you just referenced, sometimes you can buy a junior. There could be no fundamental change in that junior from an investment standpoint. But on low volume, you can get a 17% spike down. So how do you reconcile that with your hard and fast stop loss rule? That's That's
0: a great question. I'm so glad you asked it because I have a rule. It's 20%. Um, that if 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 I get into a stock and it goes down 20% after I purchase it, I sell it unless I believe the sector is in the process of making a significant bottom. And I think that's taking place right now because like you said, a lot of these, these moves are taking place on really low volume. So it's impossible to call a bottom, right? It's impossible to pick a bottom. So what you need to be doing during during. Since what I've been doing, what what I've been doing since uh, October of last year is I've been buying weakness in in single asset juniors that are de-risking large high margin projects in, in, you know, in tier one, tier two jurisdictions that are on the the fire sale table. Right. I switched out um, drill plays last year. Right. And uh, it's like, why should I invest in drill plays that have, you know, that you're taking a chance on these companies making a discovery when I could buy these companies that are already de-risking these high margin projects. They've got millions of ounces in the ground already. They got blue sky potential. You know, they're, they're, they're either at or close to the feasibility stage or the finance stage, or some of them are even shovel ready. And they're just waiting to be financed. So um, that's what I've been doing. And some of these charts that I bought, Bill, I mean, you know, you're a subscriber. They're really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> these are ugly charts. You know, you just, you know, it, I'm, you know, in the past, I've been in the sector 20 years. Dave, and,
1: Dave, a wise it, guy once told me, you sell rhino horns and you buy fishing lines. I believe that was me. But yes, <laughs> and
0: but and it's it's so it's it's so easy to say and tough to do. But um, you have to you have to be buying in environments like this. To get those five ten baggers, I mean you're not going to get the five ten baggers by chasing stocks after this thing's broken out you know um it's not going to happen, so you have to you have to have the fortitude and the cash and don't use margin to buy these things now and but you have to make sure you're buying the right ones too you know you have to do your homework, you have to do your research and uh this is the time to do it because um you know, I, I I really feel we're really close to to this being to, to this being the bottom, and, and of all the things that I told you about pointing are pointing in that direction.
1: So you're confident in this bottoming uh, period, and then how do you decide between adding to a current position versus taking one from your watch list because you have a watch list? How, how, mm-hmm. go through the rationale of how you decide that, please. Sure. Um, well, like I said, um, last late, late last well, I've since.
0: Um, since October, basically, um, I was there. Was there was some strength coming in in, in November, and I took the opportunity of that strength to to get rid of some drill plays on the strength. Some I made money, some I made money on, some I lost money on. And by the way, I still have. I still have.
1: Um, I still have newsletter writers account. aren't allowed to admit they lost money on anything, right? I thought that was <laughs> part of the game here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, we have to lose money. Bill, because that's how we learn to, to make exactly. money in the future. Is, and you got you know, to admit. Right? Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have to
1: admit it. Not everything's exactly. a winner. <laughs> I
0: mean, come on. I mean, every every, especially in this sector. I mean, anybody who says they don't have losses in this sector, I mean, they're not being completely upfront with you. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress here and get back to your question. Um, basically, um I put my I put my my major CEO hat on, right? I mean, if I'm, and, and this is what, and you have evidence of what, these, of, of what these majors are doing. They're buying single asset juniors, right? With, with blue sky potential or mines that are already, you know, uh, producing or close to production or not even some like Bear Creek. I mean, like a, a, a Great Bear. Great Bear was bought out for 1.7 million billion without a resource, mineral resource. But if you see, Pretium being taken out. You know, you see, Golden Star Resources taken out. You see these companies being taken out. Um, basically, what you're looking for is okay. I know there's a bunch of companies up out there that fit that bill, right? That I know that the majors are gonna they're gonna have to be replacing these ounces, and they're gonna do it when they're on sale now because they <laughs> during, during the last bull market they did it when the gold price was was going a lot higher. They didn't do it when when gold was on sale. They did it, and they did it with their with with their paper, right? Well, they've wised up. You know, they've shored up their balance sheets. They're doing it with large cash components. They're not doing it with all paper, and they're doing it, you know, on weakness like we should be doing. So. Now, now's a good time to follow the example of the the major CEO, not like last year in 2010, 2011, when they were doing it. Anybody who did that then lost a lot of money. (laughs) So um, now we follow their example and follow their lead. And I take a look at these companies that are similar to the ones that are already being bought out. And some of them are being traded, I mean, are are being valued at nothing here. And as another caveat, you can, you know, um, you know, you hear, hear the, you hear the lessons of Rick Rule saying, you know, you just you invest with the with the mining legends, you know, you should do really well, right? You know, he loves to to say that mantra, and um, you can get into some of these companies that these mining legends got into. They're trading at less than what they paid. That rarely happens. I mean, I purchased a company for myself um, a couple of weeks ago. And I did a write-up for my share for, for my subscribers. I said, you know, you can get this company now for less than what Ross Beatty paid for it a couple of years ago. He's still got a huge position. They got the access to capital. You know, he's paid he's paid 75 cents for it. You can buy it here for for less than 70 cents
1: and then that that's open to anybody you don't have to be an accredited investor exactly. just, you just, don't just to have encourage to our listeners be an accredited investor
0: right you don't have to be a millionaire to, to get into it right because you know we know that these guys that 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 are making all this money in the sector they're doing it with warrants from the private placements that they can get into you know myself included you know i you know I, i'm able to participate in private placements and, um, and also what I do with my services is if I can get them into the private placement that, that, that I'm getting into, I will. Like the one I got into last week, um, the CEO was gracious enough to, to have to, to open it up for, for, for three of my subscribers. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a great time to, to, to buy these things at what these mining legends bought them for, even in some cases less. And they're, they're, they're basically trading at perpetual warrant
1: prices. And there's enough opportunity for retail investors if they're willing to do the work opportunities such as you're describing, because you started off as a retail investor, right? You weren't doing, filling out private placement subscriptions when you tripled your money way back when.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I started out, I didn't really have very much idea what I was doing. I didn't, and I didn't understand that until later, (laughs) you know, the famous uh, ruleism, you know, I confused the bull market with brains definitely happened with me, but you know, the, the the companies that I held on too long to, you know, too, too long for, I mean, I learned from that lesson, you know, I should have taken more profit, you know, I mean, each time I take more and more profit at each top and um, it's these lessons you need to learn. And, you know, like I said, if you don't have the time to, to, to do the proper research in these companies, I do it for you. And once I do do it for you, um, I write a report up on it and then I send it out to my subscribers the day before I plan on taking a position. So we kind of all try to get in and into the position at the same time.
1: That's right. And when you do site tours, you do a site tour right up, although you're not doing as many site tours uh, as much these days. Unfortunately, right? I really <laughs> miss
0: that part of that part of the business. I really do. I mean I, I miss the human contact part of the business, you know, I mean I, I hate having to do all this from my from my home on a computer, but it is what it is. You know, I, I am going on a site visit here in a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's the first one I've been on in a couple of years.
1: Great. Well, Dave, one company in your portfolio before you go, I'd like you to comment on Alexco Resources, the the silver producer developer. You know, they're doing another raise. It seems like these companies that go into production don't stop raising money. When I thought they told us that once you go into production, you don't raise money anymore. What's what's going on? Alex
0: Alexco is that little engine that could. They've been that little engine that could for so long. You know, they get they get to a certain point. And then something beyond their control beats them down, you know. I mean, they, they, they start doing all the things right. And then something beyond their control, you know, takes them down a peg. And, you know, in the, in the Yukon, COVID restrictions have been really, really tough. And it's, it's really set them back a lot. Um, and, you know, that mine came on production right in the middle of that. Um, you know, there's so much high grade silver on that property and the property is huge. And it's only been like 14, 15% explored. You know, there's so much silver there that they built a mill on top of the silver deposit accidentally. (laughs) That's how much silver is there. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're proving up more ounces there. They're doing that. Um, they've gotten into production. I think they're close to commercial production. They did raise a bit more money. But in their defense, they did do it, you know, um, as a flow through, you know. So it was, uh, so the money they got was at a higher share price. They did it for exploration. They raised that money for exploration. They have enough money, you know, to support their production. They just raised that money for exploration. And it's funny. The day they announced it was on Wednesday. That Wednesday that it had that huge move up, and uh, the stock was sold off on the announcement, and then it reversed sharply, and it was up big on the day. And then all those gains now have been taken back, you know, because, you know, the sector is in the process of creating this bottom. And when these, when these, when these significant bottoms are being created, you know, it does everything in its power to get you off that bull before it, before that bull takes off, you know, everything that it could do to, to shake you off that bull, it's going to do. And it's doing that right now.
1: Excellent. We'll leave uh, the interview at that. Dave, thanks for coming on the show again. To learn more about what Dave offers, he offers a teaching service as well as a stock picking service because you get to look over his shoulder and see where he is investing his money. Website is com. Thanks for coming on the show today, Dave. Oh, thanks again for having me.
0: Always great to talk to you.